it's it's something that's on top of your mind, right? Like before, I would just travel and not think about these things, and now you have to be so mindful about what's going on and should you do it? Should you take the risk? How risky is it? And what precautions you're taking? I mean, I saw people doing all kinds of crazy things, right? I saw one couple wearing gloves and face shield and a shower cap and you know masks and then shower shower cap welcome to the emotional compass this is bodhi and abiel bringing all the energy today that's my oprah intro (laughs) wait what is everyone getting what do, you, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, didn't Oprah give a car to everyone? You know, she was like, you get a car, you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> you are getting emotional hugs. <laughs> and a lot of love. From our hearts to yours. <laughs> Abiel's holding up the heart sign. So up besides, against, what's that? I said up against my uh, heart chakra. I'm yeah. doubling it up. It's like the Care Bear. <laughs> Care Bear stare. <laughs> so besides love and hugs and hearts, I guess we're talking about something very poignant to our times today because I traveled. I traveled up to Boston on a flight and came back safe and sound. Well, now we know of. And uh, I'm here. I just want to share my experience of how it was. Because going up there, I was actually very anxious and apprehensive. Because ever since COVID started, I haven't traveled by plane. I don't think you have, have you? No, the last time I traveled was to the, the Cayman Islands. And that was early March mid to early March. So I think it was around by then, but it was definitely not the way it is at the moment. Yeah. It was just starting to kind of like gather steam. And uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely was very paranoid because I took like Clorox wipes with me And as I sat down on my seat, I just like wiped down the whole area, which I'm hoping they do it anyway, but I was just doubly making sure that everything was sanitized around me. My wife's been doing that for years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We always have the Clorox wipes and we sanitize everything. That's That's just, that's part of the traveling equation. Wow. Huh. Interesting. I should probably start doing that regardless. And and it's official. Like we literally leave all the clothing and we wash everything as we're walking in the door. Like she's been practicing the anti-COVID before there was COVID. <laughs> well, she's a very smart woman and you're a lucky man to have married such a woman. <laughs> they do pay her for her, her knowledge. <laughs> I'm sure before you probably thought it was all crazy, but now it's coming in all handy. You know, 
thoughts of what my wife does and crazy do not mix if I want to have a marriage. So no, I did not think it was crazy ever. <laughs> I thought it was thorough. And adorable, probably. You have to say that. You thought it was very adorable. No, I just, I, I realized that with her knowledge on like nutrition and health, just F FYI, everybody out there, my, my wife is a doctor of oriental medicine and she's well informed to keep people safe and she does consulting. So when it comes to like understanding health, she's the authority. I just sit back and listen to what she has to say and have tons of gratitude for her wisdom and her knowledge. So no, I never thought it was crazy. I just thought that, hey, it's it's very important for us to stay healthy when we travel. And her whole thing was the last thing we want to do is be sick on vacation. So she has like these care packages that she'll create for us um, with immune boosters. Uh, and basically all she's trying to do is boost the immune system. So if we do get a bug, it doesn't compromise our vacation. For a lot of people, we, we don't go on vacation that often, but when we do, health is so important. So she's, she takes it serious. So if we're going on vacation, we're going to get the most out of it. And if we do get sick, she's got all the, the nutritional supplementations that we take immediately so we could cut, nip it in the butt and just keep enjoying the vacation. That is fantastic. I wish I would have gotten one of these like immune booster kits from you guys before I left. Just just to be safe rather than sorry, you know. But I, f I felt like I took enough precautions, at least like the whole sanitizing bit, which I was completely ignorant about because I would just travel. Just leave it up to the universe and travel. And that's what I did this time. But I was extra precautious. I got like an N95 mask. I cleaned all my, you know, surroundings and I tried I was very mindful of not touching as many surfaces because that's something that I was very paranoid about like I did not want to be putting my hands where they don't belong <laughs> you know I mean basically not just going through and yeah basically being mindful of not touching surfaces so this time around, you didn't get slapped at the airport. No lady turned around and slapped you for you putting your hands where they didn't belong. That's not what I was alluding to. But yes, no one has ever slapped me, by the way. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. Except my mother. <clears throat> but um, the one person that has never slapped me. Well, my parents oh. have never slapped me. Well, you're a lucky kid. And I do have really f fast reflexes, so I've dodged a few. <laughs> <laughs> the odd chancleta flying towards you. Chancleta means flip-flop, by the way. The magical flying flip-flop that every grandmother has. Oh, my mother had that, not grandmother. But yeah, that came my way quite a few times. God rest her soul. We had the twitch. We had like the pine twitch that we had to pick it ourselves and pick which whichever twitch we were about to get beat with. Ooh, that was the wow. grandmother, the grandmother twitch. Go get a twitch. <laughs> but this is about travel and being safe in COVID. So let's uh, move forward without my traumatizing childhood. Let's keep on going. No. And, you know, I mean, I, I got there and uh, 
of course, I, I was going there for my cousin's wedding who basically foregoed most of their celebrations and they were just doing purely like signing court papers. And she was really grateful I could be there because her parents couldn't travel, you know, because of COVID. And, um, and so my, my biggest thing was I'm going through this. I'm taking this risk. I hope I don't get them sick for their big day. And thankfully that not happened. You know, I was fine and I got there and we celebrated and everything went fine and I came back. Okay. I mean, I was there for 10 days, so I'm thinking I'm kind of in the clear, but I did travel over the weekend. So yeah, we'll see if I have it or not, but it's, it's something that's on top of your mind, right? Like before I would just travel and not think about these things. And now you have to be so mindful about what's going on and should you do it? Should you take the risk? How risky is it? And what precautions you're taking? I mean, I saw people doing all kinds of crazy things, right? I saw one couple wearing gloves and face shield and a shower cap and, you know, masks and then shower shower cap yeah because so so let's start from the beginning on your ride to the airport was there a big line was the airport did it seem like a ghost town like tell me what it's like to travel right now at the end of you know july because if nobody knows or if people are not from florida the end of july is crazy here because everybody is coming to disney disney world and Orlando is a very tourist place, so we get people from all over the world traveling. Tell us more about the airport. What was that like? It was empty. It was empty on both sides. I went from Orlando to Boston, and both the airports were absolutely empty. Like I have never cleared the, you know, the TSA in under five minutes. Was there even ropes up, or was it like, hey, just come up? Like it's pre pre two two. Uh, Pre-2001. Yeah. I mean, there were still ropes up, but there were no, hardly any lines. And, you know, I mean, th- there were people. It's not like it was a complete ghost town, but I think most flights are going like 50% capacity. I was traveling by JetBlue, so they had the middle seat uh, vacant. So you couldn't book the middle seat, so you had social distancing. Thankfully, in my case, going and coming the rows were empty. Like I had nobody sitting next to me. I mean, the middle seat was empty, but like I was sitting on the window and the aisle seat was empty as well. So my entire row was empty, which was great for me. But there was somebody in front of you and somebody behind you, right? It was like everybody was pretty much taking one aisle. Sure. Yeah. Unless, unless your family, obviously. Right. Yeah. So now the airport is empty, but now you're seeing like people wearing you said shower caps? And well, like- I, that was just one couple where I saw them wearing shower caps, a face shield, and masks and gloves. And I'm like, that's a bit excessive. You know, I mean, I can see people wanting to wear a mask for sure. I mean, I'm hands down like convinced that if we all wear masks, we can beat this thing in a few months. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so this is what I wanted to talk about. I mean, you know, everything we're talking about, but the difference between the regiment that people follow in Boston versus Orlando, like in Boston, 
even just like walking out on the streets, I saw people wearing masks and people were very mindful of wearing masks. Like you could see it was palpable in the air. Like if you did not wear a mask, you were like given really dirty looks. And I come back to Orlando and once again, people are like very cavalier. Unless you're inside a store or a restaurant, nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah, I could see that. But they could only give you dirty looks because you couldn't see their mouths, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I really appreciated that. And actually, it made me feel very safe going out and about because everyone's wearing a mask. So I'm not afraid that someone's going to sneeze in my face. I think um, I was seeing the percentages of how you could transfer COVID if one person's wearing a mask and it's very little, but if both people are wearing a mask, it's almost impossible. So tell me about the, once you get to Boston, do you wear the mask around your cousins or like at one point, do you take off the mask just for the photos or how, how did it work? What was your, cause not only did you go on a trip, you went to a, a COVID wedding. This is going to be like <laughs> history in the making. You went to a COVID wedding. Your cousin got married during COVID. I think it's beautiful and brave and it sucks a little bit that, you know, it's like, do I hug you? Do I not? So tell us a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, I think we had to break those norms a little bit because the minute I landed there and got out of the airport because they were picking me up, I just had to hug them because I hadn't seen them for like months. And we were all wearing masks because, you know, in in Boston, people are like, hey, if you're going to be outside somewhere, you got to wear a mask. And so I just, the minute I saw her, I just hugged her. Plus, you probably haven't hugged too many people in a long time. And that probably like that physical contact probably felt really good for you. Because I know a lot of the listeners right now that might not, but might be in your situation where you're, you're single and you're not really dating because it's very difficult to date, which we should talk about COVID dating too, man. You're a pioneer right now. <laughs> so that must feel pretty amazing to have that contact and be with family. It must be like so rejoicing for the heart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was... And just, it was such an emotional moment because I know I'm going for their wedding and it was like the wedding was going to be the very next day when I landed there. And so, yeah, I I just melted when I saw her. And yeah, I mean, of course, when we're home and around each other, we're not wearing masks, even though that was one of my biggest concerns, right? Because I traveled, I risked exposure and I got there, but some things you just have to brave it. Like there's, you can't live in fear of this all the time. And I guess that was my biggest lesson is that I'm really, really glad I went there and I was there for her because there was a part of me that almost wanted to cancel this because I was in so much fear of this whole situation and not to mention, like, if you read the news and you listen to the media, they instill even more fear into you. But I'm glad I braved it and I went there and I did not let the fear get to me because, I mean, this was a true example of love 
conquering over fear because my love for her and wanting to be there for her was so much more bigger than the fear of this virus that I did not really care. Was it a little reckless? Maybe. I got a lot of shit from a friend of mine because she's like, you're being selfish by traveling. And all these people that are traveling during COVID time, they're being selfish. And I get some of that and some of that personal responsibility of not traveling because then you risk exposure and then you're exposing other people to this thing. But at the same time, if we all cut down on travel, we're also damaging and hurting the economy. Yeah, there's a lot of arguments, but you're also doing the responsible thing. You're self-quarantining now that you're done traveling. You're going to go get the test. So you're doing everything within your power to help in every way you can to help fight this pandemic at the moment. But I think that in situations like this where you're there as support for your your cousin and the fact that her, her parents couldn't be there, I feel that it's almost necessary for us to show up for our families. And I don't know if it was reckless. I think that you're basically weighing out what was important and for you to be there for them outweighed the consequences of you traveling and taking the precautions, wiping it down, washing your hands, not touching your face. I feel like, I feel like it was good that you were feeling paranoid and, it, and also it was good for you to be wearing the mask. So I'm, I'm very happy that you got to experience a COVID wedding with your cousin and got to experience that amazing moment where two souls, you know, unite and make that pact. So I'm, I'm happy for you, dude. Yeah. And one of the things that we organized for them was a photo shoot because they literally had like, we're going to not do anything except for like sign these court papers. And luckily in Boston or in Massachusetts, you can do this stuff at home now. I think because of COVID, you don't even have to go into the courts. You can just sign the papers at home and then mail it in and you're married. How awesome is that? And, uh, and so I was like, since this wedding is happening during these crazy times, we have to have masks for you guys that kind of like match your dresses and take pictures of you with masks. And, and they were totally game. So they actually got masks, custom masks made that matched their outfits. And, um, and yeah, we took like, couple of pictures that kind of seemed like apocalyptic. That was my crazy idea. I don't think, I mean, they went along with it, but they were like, yeah, you know, it's our wedding. We don't want it to look like it's apocalyptic. He <laughs> didn't have like blood coming out of the dress. <laughs> no, no. The no, living no, dead no. scenario. No, but just like them, like standing against this backdrop that looked a little industrial with their masks on and uh, made it black and white. So it, it looked a little ominous, I won't lie. That's awesome. <laughs> but that was my creative freedom. I wanted to do that. <laughs> and, it, you know, in the end, like I said, I'm really, really glad that I went. I got to experience my biggest fear right now, which is traveling. Um, and in the end, it didn't seem that eventful. Like, it was like any other journey I took except 
extra precautions with the masks and, you know, wiping things down, which apparently you guys do anyway. I'm guessing you don't usually wear masks, though. No, but when we were coming back from our trip to the Grand Caymans, we did wear masks. We, we did. I think we were one of the very few people on that plane in March that were wearing masks in the plane. You guys were the smart ones then. We just don't take risks. Uh, that We avoid risks that we don't need to take. So I want to ask you something. So if, if somebody out there, part of our audience, were to travel, what type of advice you would give them from your personal experience? Not something that everybody's been talking about, but based on what you've been reading all over social media and in the news, what, what type of advice would you give them that you haven't gotten from media? I would say try to take flights that are direct so you don't have layovers. You're, you know, you have less risk of exposure if you have a layover. I mean, more risk of exposure if you have a layover. Um, I know direct flights right now from a lot of routes are not available, so I kind of got lucky there. Um, make sure that if you do have a layover or if you have a long flight, pack stuff to eat because a lot of things at the airports are not open and the flights are not offering food uh, because they want to avoid contact. So they're really, really taking all precautions of minimizing as much contact as possible. So pack food for yourself and pack, you know, I mean, I guess you can pack liquids, but you can buy liquids at, you know, something to drink at the airport. Um, so they were not even serving water on the flight? Well, so funny, uh, funnily enough, when I was going to Boston, they did not serve anything. And I'm not sure why, because they were supposed to give us like these packs with Ziplocs in them with a small bottle of water and like something to eat, but they didn't. But coming back, they did give us that little care pack care package, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was a little care package with like some cookies and uh, I don't know, like Cheez-Its and a bottle of water. That's it. Wow. So everybody out there, if you're planning on traveling in these crazy times, make sure that you have a little journey pack backpack ready with goodies, your Clorox Clorox wipes and your badass mask and uh, no shower masks, no shower hair (laughs) masks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so make sure you take your wipes, take your get a good N95 mask or if you have a, you know, one of those reusable masks, make sure it's a good quality one that's durable and maybe has filters or something just as an extra precaution. I mean, I took an N95 mask for each way and um, and then uh, yeah, you you can travel with if you have a small enough like hand sanitizer you can travel with that i actually had 3 in my backpack just in case um the other thing that i did was i did not go to i mean i had a very short flight i had only two and a half hours so i completely avoided going into the restroom on the plane just to avoid exposure uh so if you can get away with that great if not, make sure that you take your wipes and your sanitizers with you and you wipe things down and you, you know, clean your hands when you get out. But 
Yeah, and just be mindful of things that you touch. Basically that. The, the other thing that I did when I came back was the minute I got back home, and you mentioned this, that you guys do that also. The minute I got back home, I stripped down, I threw all my clothes in the, the washer, I wiped down my suitcase with Clorox wipes, and my backpack with Clorox wipes, just everything that I knew was exposed. Um, and I just left my suitcase out for a couple of days before I stored it back in, just in case, you never know. You know, just taking that, going that extra mile and taking precautions because, hey, why not? Yeah, great advice. Love that. So yeah, don't be afraid to travel. Uh, Of course, don't go crazy about traveling all the time. But weigh out your pros and cons. And if it's worth taking the risk, go ahead and do it. Don't be afraid of it. Um, Make sure you take all the precautions that are necessary. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So if if anything, be safe at home. Wear your mask. Uh, Try to avoid putting your hands in your face. You know, like the the basic things that you're telling kids, like wash your hands before you eat. Be mindful of what you touch. So I think like what we're learning through this pandemic could be applied without the pandemic for our health. Absolutely. And I think just being more mindful of my hands and all of these like little idiosyncrasies that we usually have you know, by touching things or touching our face and not washing our hands and all of that, just being mindful of it. It's kind of like a mindful practice. You just develop this mindful practice like, hey, where are my hands? What am I doing? What am I touching? What am I not touching? Uh, am I cleaning myself? You know, am I cleaning, making, my, making sure my hands are clean? So I, I just took it as a meditative practice and just like breathing it in while I'm going through this journey. And, and because I was a little stressed out on my way there, I had this guided meditation ready to go on my flight there, which just put me to sleep. And it also put me at ease. So maybe that's yet another tool that you have in your tool belt. Have a little guided meditation ready for you so that it just puts you at ease when you're traveling. Love that. So you heard it here. If you want to evolve spiritually, now it's a great time to do so. (laughs) And that's what we're all about, right? Just being a little more mindful every day and getting that opportunity to practice that mindfulness whenever we can. And eventually we are all going to be more kind and compassionate towards others and to ourselves. And we're going to evolve into a beautiful planet but there's no scarcity or fear or pain so that we could coexist in harmony and we all could be the best versions of ourselves that we could have ever imagined. And on that note, we'll just close it out. Remember that this is a podcast out of love. We do this from our hearts to our, to your hearts. So share this episode and our podcast with your loved ones. And uh, don't forget to check out our Instagram, our, you know, our webpage, theemotionalcompass.com and do write back to us. You know, we want to know what you think, 
what you have been practicing, any books that you want us to review. We want to hear from you. So, you know, write to us. Our DMs are open. You can use the contact us form on our website or just go and rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And this is The Emotional Compass with Abiel and Bodhi.